Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association. Uh, it's just coming up to 10 p.m. in the UK on Tuesday, the 23rd of August. And uh, what I'm going to do is play uh, a bit of Brendan O'Connell. This is from January 2022. It's a video called um, KGB Penetration of Israel and the United States. So it's about 50 minutes long, this one. I'll just let it play, I think. Over. This is Ynet News, big Jewish article. They do a lot of really good, honest reporting. God bless those people. The KGB's Middle East files leaking thousands of documents. Okay, this is from 2016, 28th of October, 2016. And just remember, little old Whitney Webb. Do you remember, ladies and gentlemen? Do you remember when the when um, uh, Richard Silverstein? writings from Impress News in 2016 wrote the article about Evergore Liebman and Russian KGB GRU penetration of Israel and Mint Press News refused, said, well, we're not publishing it. So he left in disgust. Do you remember? Why would Mint Press News, an Iranian outlet, protect that information about Russian GRU KGB penetration of Israel? Mint Press News is what? Is what? What is it? When Rouhani, the friends of Rouhani, Rouhani spending six years in Scotland hanging with Jack Straw and Lord Levi, one step down from Lord Yachod Rothschild, and if this is the first time you've heard this, we, we, we gave all this to Whitney Webb, they wouldn't talk about it. That's why she's in London, where all the Russian oligarchs hang out their bank accounts. Think about this. Whitney Webb is the most transparent piece of shit out there. This, this is not a small point. She went, boo, Israel, why? Because Israel's going in and the elites are moving into the hands of Israel, Russia, China and Iran to perform the pan-Eurasian superstate under the Rothschild banking house, City of London, U, U, EU banking cartels. That's what she's doing. That's her modus operandi along with James Corbett and the last American vagabond. They know all this. Do you mean to say Whitney Webb, the great journalistic talent? And I pick on her because she's got journalistic training. She was lauded. She had 70,000 followers overnight. She is the biggest IIA operation out there. Being lauded by the Kissinger outfit, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Dr. Steve Pachanik retweeting the tweets. Oh, come on, everyone. Have you worked it out yet? Have you worked it out yet? And she will not touch about Putin and KGB, GRU penetration of Israel and how they're all working together. She won't touch it. And she's not talking about intel, the stuff we've been screaming about for five years. None of them will touch it. Microsoft, how do you think all the Russian hacking's going on? Because they're all in freaking Israel. Let's get back to this article, shall we? KGB's Middle East files leaking thousands of documents. I'm doing a voiceover. We'll only briefly go over this. Listen to this. In 1992, Vasily Matroka, a KGB archivist, defected to the West with a trove of top secret documents from the Soviet intelligence agency, which helped expose many Russian agents and assets in Israel and elsewhere. This series of articles explores these documents and bring to light the secrets they reveal. This is one of a five-part series. You have no idea. 
just some sections. MI6 put Matarokan up. In a, he originally went to the US and he was turned away. MI6 put Matarokan up in a tightly secured house and appointed a, t a special team to deal with the documents. A number of intelligence organizations in the West received access to part of the information as well. The Israeli defense establishment also received a few of Matarokan documents, which British authorities thought to be highly important. They included information about an Israeli Defense Force general and a senior counterintelligence officer who were recruited by the KGB, as well about a powerful political advisor who was planted in Israel in the early 1970s and went on to become a prominent figure in the country's centers of power. Quote, it was only a drop in the ocean. Quote, it was only a drop in the ocean. Quote, it was only a drop in the ocean. Quote, not all of the information that appears in the documents can be published. British intelligence barred the publication of several of the important documents that were given to us that concerned the state of Israel, that Israeli military censors, uh, that Israeli military censorship also had a say on what can be published and what cannot. Additionally, this is by no means the entire KGB archive, but only what Matrokin saw as important had the time and ability to copy. There are many affairs the files do not refer to at all. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the information we're about to publish from the Matrokin archive about Israel is enough to help us understand the huge intelligence effort that the Soviet Union invested in the Jewish state. Furthermore, we learned that this effort in many cases, perhaps too many for Israel, undeniably bore fruit. Soviet intelligence trying to operate through the Russian church in Jerusalem, but this route was too slow for Andropov, Yuri Andropov, the great KGB master spy. While one of the most important agents, Dr. Marcus Klinberg of the Israeli Institute for Biological Research in Neziona, occasionally traveled to conferences abroad where he continued reporting to the Soviets, contact with most of the other agents faded away. The head of the Israeli Institute for Biological Research was a Russian KGB asset. The person in charge of the four fighters as chief commander of Operation TN was an outstanding senior agent who had already been sent on several secret missions. His code name was Kravenchko and his real name was Lieutenant Yuri Fodorovich Linov. He was 34 years old at the time and spoke eight languages. He was supposed to serve the KGB in its infiltration of America, but to his resentment was shifted to Israel. So they've, said they've shifted their best man to Israel. Linov received the cover story of an Austrian insurance agent living in Ireland named Karl Bernd Mottl. You don't believe Whitney Webb could be a, a Soviet intelligence asset? Are you laughing? Are you laughing? I, don't, I have no idea. Maybe I am. Maybe you are. The point is, do you understand the efforts that have been gone into to you try getting out there the relationship between Israel, Russia, and China. You try it and see how far you don't get. Russia has no capacity to stop it. China has no capacity to stop it. Only Israel and IRA operations have the capacity to stop that information getting out there. And what's Whitney doing in London? Masonic Central? I'd rather be in Tel Aviv. I would feel safer walking the streets of Tel Aviv. As me, Brendan O'Connell, I would receive more of a warm welcome in Tel Aviv than I would ever receive in London. That's why all the Russian oligarchs, Israeli Russian oligarchs, Blatsky and all the rest of the multi-billionaires sit there sucking the cash out of the, the old Soviet Union. So just remember when you think about Intel Israel and Microsoft being core-coded in Israel and uh, Kaspersky, the Russian GRU asset, is over there saying it's all centered in Jerusalem, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Why won't Whitney tell you? Why won't 
Joe Rogan and all these patriots? Why won't James O'Keefe? Why won't Tucker Carlson tell you about this? Why aren't they linking this in with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein and the compromising of high-level CEOs in high technology? Ghislaine was heavily into high technology, as was her father. The list as revealed in the Matrokin documents is still astonishing. It includes two Knesset members. These are Russian GRU assets. One of them a member of the Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, a veteran Israeli Defense Force general who served as a member of the general staff not too long ago. Two foreign ambassadors, a senior employee at the German embassy in Israel, one of the founders of Israel's water system who played an important role in the establishment of the national water carrier and issue the KGB saw is strategically important. And it's a big issue in Israel, the water. A prominent intellectual, several media personalities, and two agents from within the intelligence community, one of them under the code name Malinka, likely a senior official in the Shin Bet's counterintelligence division. That's the Israeli FBI. And this is just a partial list. Quote, and this is just and and the and this is just a partial list. This is part three. The Soviet Union opted in favor of the establishment of Israel in the hopes that the young country would become pro-Soviet. Oh, they became more than pro-Soviet. Confirms former KGB general Oleg Kalugan. When that hope was dashed and Israel developed good ties with the West, it became a very important target for infiltration. Now, many, we're going to go back to that article. But just to remind you, I've been pushing this article nonstop and... Whitney Webb sure ain't going to tell you about it, neither Alex Jones from The Guardian. Israel's former Soviet immigrants transform adopted country. Russian-speaking Jews who arrived over the past 20 years, they were filled with Russian GRU KGB. It was a Urian drop-off operation, started in 1973, the same year Henry Kissinger, that other communist Bolshevik operator, was running around, taking President Nixon around, forming detente with the Soviet Union and China to transfer technology. And now we're in the shit we're in today with the imminent destruction of the United States. Russian-speaking Jews who arrived over the past 20 years have integrated little but influenced everything from culture to politics. Israel's Mondovia-born Foreign Minister Avigor Liebman, his Yisrael but new party has been successful mainly as well. He's the Russian-speaking. He was he came to Israel at 18 and Richard Silverstein wrote about him saying he was probably a KGB asset. Richard Silverstein was then told by Mint Press News to go away, so he did. Whitney Webb loves Mint Press News. She's never stopped working for him and liaising with him. The Iranian Rouhani Davos City of London crowd. The million plus citizens of the former Soviet Union. This should be this article. I put it out five freaking years ago and talked about it daily. Have you ever seen it anywhere else? That's IIA suppression of important information. The million plus citizens of the former Soviet Union who migrated to Israel in the past 20 years have not only made new lives of their own, but they have transformed their adopted country. They have influenced the culture, high tech industry, language, education, and perhaps most significantly, Israeli politics. We can talk for hours about this. Remember Prince Charles 2017? The letter was released accidentally stating that we need someone to take on the Jewish lobby, an American president to take on the Jewish lobby. What else was happening? 2016, the Friends of Israel documentary by Al Jazeera. That was British intelligence and Prince Charles crew who got that out there. The APAC documentary, which was heavily suppressed and caused enormous damage to the Israeli state from Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera could not have done that without the assistance of British intelligence. Prince Charles's letter is released in 2017. Talking about going after the Jewish lobby. Now you got Prince Andrew in the crosshairs of the Ghislaine Maxwell. Prince Andrew, 
That's a warning to the royals. Shut your stinking mouths. That killed Lady Diana. The political Zionist movement killed her because she was pro-Palestinian and she was going to be holding little Palestinian babies burnt by Israeli Defense Force white phosphorus in Gaza. That's what was going to happen. They knocked her off real quick. You blamed Prince Charles and Prince Philip. Get a grip. Do you understand what's going on? Do you understand why they released COVID? It was an operation between Israel, its biological warfare program, its Russian biological warfare specialists, GRU assets, Russia, and China. They were all intimately involved, including France, who built the Wuhan lab in the first place. Why? Because we're onto the political Zionist movement, the Sabbatean Frankers, blackmail Jeff Epstein, Ghislaine, blackmail operation. We're onto it, ladies and gents, and they got to distract you. And someone said, release that effing virus now and they said but that's for sparse 2028 we're not ready us that stuff isn't in release it now and that's why they released it it's desperation and they're gonna fail do you want me to read more would you please go and watch my must watch playlist all you have to do is go on the on the playlist and watch must watch videos that's all you have to do and it's all there Incredible information, intelligently put together and well-made videos. Let's keep reading from this. Are you putting it all together? Should we, should we get, we'll just get one article up. Russia, let's have a look. Why Russia should take over Israel's defense of America. I mean, I'm not sure how much you, I've got a hundred of these articles. I've got a hundred of them. It's from the week, very large journal. Why Russia should take over Israel's defense from America. Did Whitney Webb tell you about this? She was given it all. You mean to say you believe Whitney Webb didn't know this information? James Corbett, Last American Vagabond, all that whole clown show. Pro-Putin, while well, Putin destroyed Syria, now, now squabbles with the CCP for the rebuilding contracts. Why Russia should take over Israel's defense from America from July 3rd, 2015. You don't think this has something to do with that? which has something to do with that. The Soviet Union voted in favor of the establishment of Israel in the hopes that the young country would become pro-Soviet. Every freaking leader was a Bolshevik. In 1924, David Ben-Gurion comes back from a meeting with Stalin in Moscow saying, I am a Bolshevik. And he never recanted. Never. And then he's promising in the early 50s to President Eisenhower, we'll keep those communists out of the Middle East. You just feed us the tech and the military equipment. Yeah? Because they, they didn't want them. Roosevelt was actually against the formation of the Israeli state. There's a lot, man. Roosevelt was such a tossbag. He, he was clueless. Everybody, every author says the same. He was totally oblivious to the people around him. Totally oblivious, just like a Donald Trump. The KGB didn't always operate directly. Sometimes the espionage in Israel was performed by intelligence agencies belonging to other countries in the Soviet bloc. I don't know, Slovenia, Czechoslovakia. I say the women are pretty hot. Be careful if you marry one. One of the major recruitments at the time was Levi, who was a member of the Shimbet's Birds Operation Unit from 1950 until his capture in 57. Levi was an agent of the Polish intelligence services, revealing all of the Shinbet's planned operations against the KGB to the Soviets. The Bulgarians were in there. And we can just go on to all their recruitments in the Knesset, involved with uh, David Ben-Gurion and Mapan, various other agents from all political sides. Most of these, remember, these are Poles and Russians. That's where they all came from. Every Israeli prime minister was either born in the old Russian Empire in Poland or Belarus or was the sons and daughters of one of them. That's not an accident. For example, in August 1952, the Soviet embassy sent a report to Moscow that was based on the information Schneer allegedly provided, according to which Israel's foreign minister at the time, Moshe Sharat, believed Israel should follow the U.S. without preconditions 
or reservations. Do you understand what they're saying? They said, yeah, go with it. Go with the US, because you'll get all their technology, then you're going to give it to us via our network of GRU and KGB assets, like Microsoft. And we can backdoor the software, find out all its weaknesses, and start hacking the shit out of them. But Broker wasn't the only engineer, so come on, remember Intel? Global leaders. This is the big, this is movie, this is movie material. This is John le Carre, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, times a thousand. But Broker wasn't the only engineer recruited by the KGB, according to Mitrokin. Another agent emigrated from Moscow to Israel in 1970 and was very important to the Russians. Magresko, he studied at Hebrew University in Jerusalem and even volunteered his services to the Native Liaison Bureau, an Israeli intelligence organization that maintained secret contact with Jews living in the Eastern Bloc during the Cold War and encouraged immigration to Israel. Native was a prime target for the KGB and Magresko was ordered to join it in an effort to obtain more information about the Bureau and sabotage its operations. Recruiting an IDF Major General. How interesting. Here's a movie for you. For four years, Telem gets a good Israeli. Telem gathered information, analyzed it, and dissected all of the espionage affairs uncovered in the division. He gathered it all into a top-secret report. Telem believed the document he authored had enough to lead the reader to the clear conclusion that one of the top counterintelligence officers in the Shin Bet, that's it, like the FBI, who was also one of the agency's pillars, was a Russian spy. So this is Tinker Taylor, soldier spy. One of the main arguments Telem used to support his theory was the story of the inexplicable to decision to arrest the commander of the KGB's Operation Tian, Yuri Linov, before he could incriminate his agents. You have a Soviet spy here at the top of the Shimbet command, he told Atshut and Hamelin with the utmost certainty. He presented me with a series of arguments and case studies to show how the Russians managed to recruit that senior officer, Hadar recalls, it was quite the bombshell. The senior Shinbet officer that Talam is convinced was a spy passed away a few years ago, taking his secrets with him to the grave. They won't tell you who it is. Part four, it didn't take long. This is juicy. It didn't take long, however, for the Russians to find a new source of intelligence. Jewish immigration from the Soviet Union to Israel increased starting in 1971. This is the build-up to detente, Soviet Union, uh, China, the transfer of technology, the Binational Science Foundation. Henry Kissinger was leading it all. The great commie spy in his $1,000 Armani wool suits. Between the years 1971 to 73, some 100,000 Jews received permission to go beyond the Iron Curtain, with many of them choosing to make Aliyah to Israel. This was an opportunity the KGB could not miss. It was an opportunity. It was planned from the beginning. I remember that at the time I was the head of the Leningrad KGB, and just from my district, 200 of the immigrants to Israel were our agents says former KGB general Oleg Kalugan. He's very famous, Oleg Kalugan. Obviously, they didn't all work for us, but there were those who crossed the border and in that same moment turned themselves into the Shin Bet. But, he says smiling, there were others. They really flooded us, a Shin Bet agent describes those years. We divided them into three groups, those who turned themselves into the Shin Bet, those who didn't turn themselves in, but the KGB never contact, contacted them, and the third group that I believe some of which have never been caught to this day were active agents of the Soviet Union. The Metrokin documents list some of the names of the Jewish spies who were recruited at the time. The KGB picked emigrants whose professions it believed would be sought after by Israeli authorities with a clear preference for the Israeli Defense Force. Oh, I don't know, the Telpiot program in Unit 8200, computer science, coders, electrogeneering, electrical engineers, aeronautical engineers, missile technicians. The F-35 is partially built and designed in Israel. Why do you think all this tech is making its way? Why do you think the SU-57 piece of crap has a new helmet siding system based on the F-35? 
it all came out of Israel. It's all in my must-watch videos. And you tell me, if you have two brain cells, that you actually believe the internet is in the remotest bit real, they are liars. These pro-Putin groupies ought to be shot for freaking treason. Another agent, Jimmy, whose real name is Samuel Machidi, was a civil engineer who was recruited back in 1967 in the Soviet Union to track nationalist Jews or those developing a national Jewish identity, according to his file. He immigrated to Israel with his family in 1972, and they settled in Tel Aviv's Yad Baba neighborhood. After a few years and after having passed all of the security tests, he was appointed to a classified position in the Israel Aerospace Industries Engineering Division that at that time was working on the planning of their top-of-the-line Lavi fighter jet, which was based on stolen F-16 blueprints. It's right here, open source. We're going to be talking with the American partisan about this very soon with Scout. According to the Metrokin documents, because clearly no one gives a shit, not with Kyle Rittinghouse, not with titillating jerk-off sexual titillation Gislaine Maxwell stories, no one's going to talk about the larger implications. I know you are, and I know you get it. But I assure you, there's nowhere to go to get this information out who are not compromised. There's no one. They're either alien, UFO, viruses don't exist, flat earth shit, they flooded the fucking market. It's a huge Russian-Israeli psychological warfare program in construction. Can you not see this big picture? The problems with Boeing and their, their, their fly-by-wire system. Boeing how it was penetrated by the WannaCry virus, and they said, we're really worried this has penetrated our computer-aided design. What about their software coding for their, for their autopilot system that suddenly went awry? What about that? Do you see any links with that? What about the Boeing uninterruptible autopilot flying jets into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon? Flight Captain Dan Hanley, who may be getting an interview, a sit-down meeting with, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'll let Dan Hanley explain that to you. The ramifications, you should hear it from me quickly in my ranting and say, hey, I think that's important. I don't like O'Connell, but this is important. And then you would do your research and Whitney Webb would get it and James Corbett and maybe Ryan Dawson and it would this information would flood all over and they'd say, yeah, you're right on that, Brendan, but wrong on this. And i go, that's it. And we'd all work together even if we hated each other because the stakes are so freaking high. No, not a freaking word. I regret my actions, he told the court. After I'm released from prison, I want to keep living in Israel with my family. I want to get out after three years, do some community service, and then I'm going to go to America with a visa, with the Shin Bet saying, here's security cleared America, here's one of our finest people we want to put into one of our binational industrial research and design programs. Thank you, Henry Kissinger, the bird. The bird is the word. BIRD was established by the U.S. and Israeli governments with an extensive network in both countries. BIRD connects potential partners, one from each country, initiating strategic partnerships. BIRD funds up to 50% of the combined R&D budget, up to $1 million per project. The funding is a conditional grant, and Bird claims no equity nor IP rights. Repayments are due if commercial revenues are generated as a result of the project. The United States and Israel have a common goal. To promote innovation and advance technology for mutual benefit that creates economic and social impact in both countries and beyond. That is what BIRD is all about. And we want to put him in there. Can you help him out? Work it out. It's huge. It's a movie. 
The Russians also recruited Yulan, who was sent to Israel through Vienna in 71 and became a radio personality, a journalist and a writer in a Russian newspaper. He didn't last long here either and emigrated in 1973 to West Germany, where he found success as a CEO of an international company that organizes conferences and conventions, a good cover for the KGB activities in the country, where he found success as the CEO of an international company that organizes conferences and conventions, a good cover for the KGB. KGB's activities in the country. I don't know, Jeff Berwick, Anacapulco, do you know how many Russians are sitting in Mexico? Are any of you going to watch some old espionage movies and a few documentaries on YouTube, get your popcorn, relax and go, ah, this might be that. Ah, ah, John McAfee, drugs, sex, women, Jeff Berwick, Anacapulco, compromising pet, Whitney Webb. You don't think, do you think it's that crazy to suggest that Whitney Webb is a compromised intelligence asset for a foreign country? What about Dr. Kevin Barrett, the Arabic speaker who came to me in Kuala Lumpur and said, we're going to do a conference. He's hanging with Russian GRU and Alastair Crowley lover, Russian GRU asset Alexander Dugan, who sinks the destruction of the United States. He's hanging with him in Iran. He's hanging with him in Beirut. Conferences. And then he's telling me at an Iraqi restaurant in Kuala Lumpur in 2019, hey, we're going to organize a conference to bring down the petrodollar and avoid sanctions with Iran. Are you in? Remember? The system. And also, dearer to Brendan's heart, on uh, the techno sector, that is domination of strategic technology by Zionists and other bad actors. How we're going to take back our control over technology to use it to make a better world for people rather than to enslave people. So these would be really good conferences, and I hope that some of my contacts here in Malaysia, and I've made some really interesting contacts, might be able to help put together those conferences, and maybe you can all come join us. That would be great, Kevin, and uh, all I can say is... Uh I hope no more aircraft disappear and Malaysia, could Malaysia be the last stand, a high technology hub in its own right? I didn't go out with Dr. Mahathur yet, but uh, I, I don't even know if Dr. Mahathur would find a better restaurant. Well, people, come come to Kuala Lumpur. You know, we should have a convention here, we're talking about some kind of, kind of meetup, and there are different ideas here, but one of them that I've been floating around with some local friends is having a conference on fixing the monetary system because that is becoming a big issue as the balance of forces reaches the point that Dr. Mahathur can actually say, here, let's try and set up the gold-backed Asian currency alternative to the dollar so we can avoid the U.S. sanctions and trade with Iraq. So he knows how far he can push things, but now he's pushing it further because he knows he can get away with it because there are forces in Russia and China, for example, that agree with So that's Kevin Barrett uh, talking about a, a gold-backed currency for Asia. Uh, that's pretty much what Putin just did with the ruble. He pegged it to, the, to gold. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this there. It's video number eighty-seven, KGB penetration of Israel and the United States. It's bad, and uh, half an hour of that at a time is enough. That's about halfway through now.
So I'm going to stop it there. And uh, it's on YouTube. It's on the Brendan O'Connell channel on YouTube. So you can finish it off. Or I might, I might do the, the second half tomorrow. Depending on how I feel. But thanks for listening. And I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow.